It's a joyous day, a wonderful day for a podcast, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes, I it think is. it is. I a said it before day. the show already. It feels like yesterday that we were talking, but uh, it does. No, it's been yeah. yeah less than a week. We we of course did the last show on Friday. Next week, spoiler alert, will also be on a Friday yeah. because we have some cool stuff to discuss. But we will talk about that here how have you been i've been i've been good i went to the dentist yesterday that's always fun but they did a a bang up job i'll tell you what like the dentist used to be horrifying now they numb you up so good it's like it's really not that big of a deal like i i was planning i didn't eat lunch this was a mistake my appointment was at like 1 p.m so i didn't really eat lunch because i was like i want to brush my teeth before going to the dentist and that's just the timelines aren't going to line up great so i i didn't eat lunch and i barely had a breakfast and then we went to the the dentist they numbed up like half my mouth because <clears throat> I had a filling when I was like 14 or something that they had to redo because apparently they only last like 10 years. So they were doing that like over here and they numbed that portion. But for the next four hours, half of my my face from like my eyes down and like probably just a third of my tongue still had feeling everything else was completely numb so i felt like i was just nonstop drooling and (laughs) you couldn't taste anything you couldn't eat anything so it was it was a little bit uh miserable but and then you had to eat still but that was not possible i yeah well my wife nikki very generously offered to make some uh of one of my favorite meals which is a butternut squash soup and i know that sounds like i'm being silly but it actually is quite delicious nice. so she offered to make that and uh th- that was delicious and right around the time we ate it i had feeling again and i could taste it because the thing <sighs> is when you don't have feeling you also don't have taste and weirdly when like it started to lift i had feeling again i like i like i could feel my tongue and everything but i couldn't detect like my nerves couldn't sense temperature so like i had a cold drink and I took a swig of the cold drink and this half of my tongue could tell it was cold. And to the other half of my tongue, it felt totally room temperature. It was really weird. It okay, was really that's weird. weird. Um, but kind of cool. Anyway, how was your? I actually had like uh, went to the dentist like uh, at the end of last year. And um, I've always been like uh, after leaving the dentist, I, of course, hear like I use, should use your toothpick because otherwise uh, things will go south. Uh, will go uh, bad for you and i always try it for like two weeks and then i drop it but now i've been actually instead yeah i've I've been using it every day wow it's been good good yeah it's been it it first did hurt my teeth but uh you gotta go through it yeah it's a it's a good thing years ago Uh, i went to like we were doing a youth group thing and we went to an old like um it wasn't old. It had old people in it, but it was a new facility for old people. Um, kind of like a retirement home, but for nursing home, I guess is what it technically was. But we went and we were just doing like holiday good deeds and, and helping out during the holidays. And you'd go and play board games with the, the elderly there because they're all lonely. And it was a good time. I encourage anybody who has free time to go do it. They love it. But um, one of the things, one of the ladies there told me, she was like, if I could give you one piece of advice for your whole life, she said, take care of your teeth. 
Oh, that was her advice for the whole thing. She's like, you don't realize until you start having severe tooth problems, just how important it is to take care of your teeth. Cause you only get one set. And unless you got like 50 grand to get them all pulled and get implants put in, this yeah, is the one teeth. shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Why okay. does Jor look better and better every episode? That's a great question, Dylan, from oh, YouTube uh, chat. Why do you look better and better every episode? Do I? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I I was looking at uh, at footage, uh, yeah, or after the show, uh, or like I was looking at the show, the VOD version. And I was like, why is my webcam so bad? Because uh, next to you, it it's like when I'm just like streaming, it's fine. But next to you, it just looks like I'm like on a freaking, I don't know, weird old school sort of camera. Yeah, I'm using like a Logitech webcam that is supposedly 4K, but not really. Uh, and of course, I think uh, Discord is also not sending out 4K. Yeah. But yeah. So I ask you, what do you have? And uh, yeah, that that's quite the setup you got. So <laughs> yeah. who knows? Maybe one day. I told Jory, yeah, the, the webcam. I gave him the whole breakdown because we uh, have invested a lot in the setup. I mean, obviously, like we have a lot going on here, and and it's taken a while to build up. But um, the the common misconception is that it's about resolution. I'd say the first priority is lighting. Turn off every light, get it pitch black in the room, and then set up one light at a time and fill it in. Um, yeah, boom, step one. You're you're there already. <laughs> um, but there, it's the lighting, and then also sensor size is a huge deal. Like the thing with those cameras, the Logitech cameras, because I have a couple of those um, that I used to use. Like I had a bearded dragon I used to have in the studio, and we called it, her name was Khaleesi. And we called it the Khaleesi cam because I put the webcam in her enclosure so we could pop over to see what she was doing through the stream and videos. But um, those cameras have such tiny, tiny sensors that barely any light gets into them. So it like, of course, color accuracy isn't super high, like it, it kind of struggles. Um, but these big cameras, which granted are stupid expensive, they've got much bigger sensors, way more light gets in and you can really fine tune it. So, yeah, it's not to say everybody needs to spend like $4,000 to get a good setup. But if like you take it piecemeal, little by little, you can get uh, a really nice looking setup. It just takes time and some intentionality, you know. Oh, Jesus. Okay, already you guys are popping off. Uh, Stefan, oh, first, thank you. Uh, if you set playback speed higher than one, you eventually get to see what Luke and Jor will talk about before they actually talk about it. Whoa. Yeah. It's the magic of YouTube. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and Spec Ops, good to see you again, my friend. And geez, very generous 10 membership gift bomb. He's he's pogging. That's the pog. He just pogged in the chat. That's crazy. Um, Whoa, a lot of gifted uh, Yeah, that's crazy. Memberships. 10 that's amazing. gifted memberships. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I have, uh, do you know the, the Philips U-Lights? Is that like a thing in the US as well? Like the ones yeah. that you can like control with your, uh, so I have one of those in my office. So I've been like doing a sort of disco yeah. for people uh, that are watching. I have them in uh, here too, but the sensitivity on the it, camera is it, so I'm low, you can't to find see them. The good, the good lights. Like, I wonder, let's see if this breaks everything, okay? Alexa, turn off studio. Let's see. Okay. okay, so it turns off all the lights. That's 
Like this is what it's like. You can see my knifey oh thing my in the God. background. But if I turn on the Philips Hue lights at 100% brightness, oh this God. is as bright as it is. Okay, that's how like low the brightness is on these cameras. Alexa, turn on studio. And then voila, we're back. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Damn, dude. That's even crazier. <laughs> um, necessary? Okay, here I am no. with my app. <laughs> Just one light switching. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. Got to step up my game. Got to step up my game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, user not known says, I can't wait to see your HV Red videos. Yeah, I can't wait to. Uh, to make them yeah properly talk yeah make <laughs> yeah. Them, yeah. yeah i months away probably. people have been asking me a lot and i'm sure you've been getting the questions too people are like what are your most anticipated games for the year and i think last year you know we had a huge calendar that was all booked up pretty much the whole year and this year we have a lot of games coming and we're going to talk about some here in just a second um because Xbox is going to be showcasing some stuff very Yeah, soon. big stuff. Big, like surprisingly big stuff. So we're going to talk about all that. But one of the games I am actually pretty interested in seeing is AC Red. Not because I expect it to be like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece, but because I do expect it to be a, a pretty big leap over Valhalla in most ways. And yeah. I'm very excited for that as an AC fan. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, we talked about it before, but of course, having finally dropping PS4 and Xbox One four years after those consoles are out seems like a good idea. Yeah. Um, or four years after the new ones are out. Um, so yeah, that will already be interesting. And I was thinking about, like, I've been playing Syndicate as well because I think that they will actually take a lot of cues from that in how the two characters are going to work. Mm -hmm. And I'm just still impressed by the game by that game like the sort of uh races that you do in that game um are pretty cool and having to train constantly like ride around the map yeah. um it's it's pretty impressive open world still for yeah being only a ps4 xbox one title yeah and yeah i felt i thought odyssey especially in terms of narrative and quests was pretty exciting first is what we got in Fahala. so i hope they can uh can manage it and it, they have been working on it one more year or like they got one extra year versus Odyssey and Syndicate. Yeah, so. I, I totally agree. I actually have a video scheduled in our production pipeline. Uh, I don't know what it will end up actually being called, but the, my placeholder title for it is uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, The Forgotten Game, because I feel like it just so often gets left out of these discussions. People just jump straight to Unity or back to Black Flag. Yeah. They don't really give it a lot of credit and granted i'm pretty it was biased free it, also oh really okay yeah recently on uh, on uplay uh ubisoft connect yeah it, i really like it i also love the setting and the music oh yeah uh, i mean it's ridiculous i i still play music from the soundtrack as part of our like pre-stream um like starting soon music screen so like i oh, still cool. love that stuff um yeah. I, I actually like uh, also playing that and then having played the Mirage sort of black box missions and then doing the Syndicate ones. Those in Syndicate are like, they're not like, oh my God, but they do have more ways things could go. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of sad that we did not see, um, yeah, in Mirage. But who knows? Maybe, like you said, maybe AC Red is the perfect blending of Syndicate and Odyssey and an evolution because of a new hardware generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it stands and, to be like 
uh, basically another odyssey where it, i could see that in the running maybe get a nod for game of the year if it really is that big and epic just like odyssey yeah and there yeah and there're just <laughs> not a lot of other games competing like six nominees so yeah final fantasy 7 rebirth probably is one of them like black myth wukong i think has a shot at it as well so what what's yeah. left like i i totally think that an assassin's creed game could be nominated if yeah. if they do it well we will see yeah uh, but in the more near future we got an uh, xbox direct yes oh my god um, yeah that was yeah pretty cool to see yeah there's a lot we'll jump into that uh right now i just want to say thank you also brandon for the 499 uh, question for both of you guys is march 24 looking more stacked than october last year um dragon's dogma alone in the dark rise of the ronin and the new south park yeah there actually is a lot um the new South Park game, I'm expecting to be like, play it for three hours and then probably never touch it again. But <laughs> yeah, yeah I probably skip it altogether. <laughs> yeah, Dragon's Dogma. I I do think that that game is one that's going to be much bigger than it appears I mean, right now. They have an IGN first right now, and those videos are blowing up, so people yeah. are paying attention finally. Yeah, um, I think it shows kinda, really well. Yeah, yeah, it, it just looks yeah very very cool and has a lot of depth and yeah that will be the only feels like in the early like really rpg game that people can stick their teeth into we of course have like a dragon as well but that's like for still for like a certain audience i think yeah this will be I, I, like lords of the fallen even got like quite a lot of attention and this game is probably going to be way better so yeah yeah absolutely we will, we will see um okay so uh ultimate critique material for sure <laughs> i see what you did, <laughs> yeah i gotta i gotta get this damn <laughs> starfield thing put together first but one more thing about the the question like i do think october was still crazier because the 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 quality of those games will probably be higher like i think dragon's dogma rise of the ronin still are going to be great and dragon's dogma sure has a shot i think at a game of the year nominee if it is really yeah if it really knocks it out of the park but that that compare like uh, comparing that to alan wake 2 assess creed mirage spider-man 2 uh mario wonder like i still think that that's like a bigger uh window yeah yeah um i hope you'll review dragon segment too yeah i hope so too i'd love to <clears throat> um but okay let's do let's do this kind of the the titular topic of the yeah. the episode um what did xbox drop mr jor raptor what did they say yeah i mean there were it was really a, a situation where where there's smoke, there's fire, because a few days before this happened, we actually heard some rumblings about Xbox doing a show. And they, of course, last year did one as well around this time, uh, a developer direct. And uh, yeah, it's going to happen on January 18th um, on the first day. And the big headliner that I don't think any of us saw coming. I mean, we knew that they were going to talk about it in 2024, but yeah, we all thought, okay, it's going to be during their summer event. Indiana Jones, the new game from Machine Games, of course, the, yeah, re responsible for the Wolfenstein games recently. And, uh, yeah, they will have 10 minutes of game and developer insights and also the first gameplay trailer. So that that's pretty cool about this de uh, developer direct. Instead of, like, being a trailer, trailer, bam, bam, it's going to be, like, a more laid back. We're going to see the studio talk to the developers and for a brand new game that we've not seen before only like really short teaser trailer it's going to be exciting and like what, what do you expect from this um i mean for one I, I i was surprised by it um 
I, I think like you said, we all were just, we're kind of used to the big stuff just being pushed off and pushed off, but um, we're actually going to see that. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm still unsure if I would prefer first person for it or third person, if I'd prefer them to like hire a voice matching voice actor and try to mimic like Harrison Ford, or if they do just a different, almost like an alternative universe where it's, it's the same character, but a different voice and different look entirely. I don't know how they approach it. Um, you know, heavens knows that they've probably put more thought into this than any of us. So they probably have reasons for whatever decisions that they've made, but seeing them just come out full force and just be like, Hey, yeah, we're going to show it. And we're going to give you some actual information. That's awesome. I mean, the exact verbiage that they use, as you said, is 10 minutes of game and developer insights, uh, information about the setting and story, and then gameplay. And for a first look at a game, you can't really ask for more than that. Breakdown of the story, setting, developer information, and gameplay. Like, what yeah. more could you ask for? So Yeah, um, I, I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I think the third person, first person uh, thing is going to be... Yeah, because we, of course, Wolfenstein, that first person shooter. Like, are they really going to do first person Indiana Jones? While like thinking about this, you of course immediately think of an Uncharted game, which of course we inspired uh, by Indiana Jones. My prediction is that it's gonna be both. Like um, Todd Howard is of course a producer on the game, yeah. and he already hinted at it being a genre bending type experience. So I would not be surprised if we have like third person sort of climbing sections, and then the the combat is in first person something like that and Maybe, by the way yeah. i have to go to the door real quick because yeah you're good, you're good. Package, but um, yeah it's an interesting prospect to give either like full control of this to the character or to the player allowing them to switch between first person and third person or like Jor's suggesting maybe you know scripted sequences where you can actually swap between the two depending on what you're doing i could see it going either way i would kind of prefer them specialize in one over the other but who knows because personally, unless it's it's basically Mirror's Edge, first-person platforming kind of sucks. And so, uh, yeah, Joe Raptor's new camera's here. Uh, <laughs> first-person like platforming and adventuring and free climbing and stuff typically sucks. And so I'm hopeful that we get something that's a little more refined. Um, and it just depends on what they're going for. I mean, if they're just going for Indiana Jones, the first-person shooter, that game's going to be very different than like a third-person adventure game in, that is reverse-inspired by Uncharted. So, yeah, time will tell. But the nice thing is, again, like if they just dropped a, a thirty-second teaser trailer that gave us no information, there would still be speculation. The nice thing about what they're doing here is that they just, boom, full look at it. They can explain why they're doing what they're doing, exactly what kind of game this is, show gameplay, and there's no speculation. There's no questioning. They just put it out there. It's settled. And I think that's a much better way of going than leave it all unanswered and then risk disappointing people when they get it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's gonna be be fascinating. Like such a cool way to reveal the game. Like they could have done a stream only about Indiana Jones, and I think think people would still have uh, tuned in. But uh, yeah, we get more. 
There's more? A few more things, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But a few more things. Uh, like, I first want to, like, shout out Bill Prime Gaming for be- becoming a member as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, user not known says, your Raptor's new camera is already here. Sadly not. <laughs> that would have been insane. <laughs> Can you imagine? The algorithm already decided. <laughs> um, yeah. Amazon's getting really good, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is insane. <laughs> like, the... the p- the delivery man was already waiting uh, waiting downstairs. <laughs> okay, um it could be coming in this year. That's another big thing. Yeah. That's the I mean, why put it in a January show if it's not this year? Like why not wait till next year then? So that's a big one. That, yeah. that's like a huge get for 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 Xbox at the end of the year probably. Yeah, I I am also wondering i mean i guess we can go through the rest of this and then i'll ask the question afterwards so i'll 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 put a pin in it we'll return to it um the other thing that they've mentioned here in the bullet point is that they're going to be showcasing more avowed which of course is the game from the team over at obsidian a lot of people have compared this to obsidian's version of the elder scrolls um sort of a fantasy magic first person sort of their the outer worlds outer yeah, outer uh, outer worlds, but fantasy, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, but also in terms of scope. So that game was, of course, not like a full-on Fallout, but still had a lot of those elements. Yeah. This is probably that, but for Elder Scrolls, yeah, cool. Yeah. And uh, an interesting thing, they say that they're going to give a deep dive into the gameplay. They're going to show the vibrant living lands. Um, they're going to explain why the game is interesting, and also focus on thoughtful reactivity come coming to life in avowed where players will have agency to make choices to shape every step of their adventure again typical narrative rpg stuff really interesting i think they're fighting a little bit of an uphill battle on avowed specifically because the initial trailer they dropped all those yeah like years ago the thumbnail you used on this uh, stream (laughs) yeah it's it, it just looked great and then we got the gameplay, and I feel like a lot of people felt that it was a little bit of a, yeah, not even a downgrade. It just was v- different art art style. Yeah, it, it felt like an Unreal Engine five demo, like that first trailer, and then they showed like a yeah, an Xbox One game or something. Yeah. in terms of like the the graphical difference. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why did they change that or because oh, like that's of course the sort of downfall from like a teaser trailer like that like people's imagination especially if you don't show what the game looks like immediately afterwards uh will go run will run wild and i don't think people expected the actual thing that it's gonna be but uh, yeah I, I i do think that if they show like some cool new stuff here i mean obsidian has been killing it so i think people will be down for it game pass like people are gonna try it anyways even if they maybe are not so high yeah. on the uh on the yeah on the new graphic style um it is not open world though it's like open zones so that also shows you that the sort of yeah scope of the game is not the same as like an elder scrolls title but still i think it uh, could be really cool yeah i i'm interested and the nice thing is these games are also not about the graphics like you're not playing this for for the the scope and scale of all of this. I mean, even something like Baldur's Gate 3, once you get to Act 3, you start to get some real, like, weird, sometimes graphical artifacting, like, pop-in gets a little crazy if you go to a wide angle. Um, but it doesn't matter, because the rest of the game is so good, and the, the other mechanics within the game are so good that it 
counterbalances that. And that's why, like, you don't have to have the most amazing graphics to have a great game. You just need a good game. And the graphics are yeah. a great addition. But um, it's what makes games like Red Dead 2 so special is because there are great games that also have great graphics and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm glad to see that they're going to be revealing more information. Um, I did see one person. They said... Uh, <laughs> They were like, I want them to showcase Avowed and release it so that we get closer to them just remaking New Vegas. <laughs> and <sighs> if that ever happens, I agree. That will be awesome. Um, so they're showcasing Avowed some more. Uh, they don't like specifically describe 10 minutes of like gameplay or 10 minutes of, of game developer insights and stuff. They just say that they're going to show it. So it might be a little bit of a, a more lean look. And then Aura History Untold. What is this game, Mr. Joel Raptor? Yeah, it's a History Unvault, actually. It's a, or, uh, um, the new game uh, from the um, yeah, a studio founded by veterans of Civilization V. So mm-hmm. it's like more of a yeah, turn-based maybe uh, game again. Um, so yeah, the, I mean... Not my cup of tea, but uh, I mean that 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 is some like big name to throw out there. So Xbox is going behind that. Uh, Oxidi Oxidi Games. Am I pronouncing that right? Do you think Oxide? I think uh, Oxide Games. Yeah. So yeah, they're gonna show their game and probably Game Pass. They won then as well. Yeah. Uh, I never heard of this game before this uh, post, so I'm yeah. not sure about it. That I do. Uh, but- Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, now I wanted to already move on, but oh no, you're good. I just saw Irox uh, in in chat said that's probably the game that could get shadow dropped, and that's sort of the omnipresent question is whether they do a hi-fi rush with one of these or one that's not on the list. And probably not on the list. Yeah, I think if it's a shadow drop, it's just nobody sees it coming at all. That would be my ideal because I just love being surprised. Yeah, and I think. And I think it's not smart for a game like this because it won't have the same impact. I think the people that are looking forward to this are already on board. So yeah. that it would be like, oh, I can play it today. I think it's building that anticipation for those people is way smarter to mm-hmm. hopefully have them talk about it to their friends, blah, blah, blah. While I think a game like Hi-Fi Rush that is like a third-person action story-driven game that is like a, has a way bigger appeal, th- that is something you want to like drop. And... There are rumblings that uh, Double Fine is like has been making a new game while Psychonauts 2 was being finished, and that of course was 2021. I think that when that game came that out, that could be cool. So that, that that those are the rumblings that they might do it. But on the other hand, I do think if they do another Shadow Drop, then if they do another developer direct next year and it won't have a Shadow Drop, then that would be like, oh damn, uh, it was a nice show, but where was the Shadow? So I'm not yeah. sure if they should set that expectation right yeah but if they have it like why not maybe they had a game for last year and they were like yeah why not hold it until this because it did help hi-fi rush a lot well i think you raise an excellent point that this type of strategy game is not the kind where people are like that's so crazy it's available now i'm gonna go download it like (laughs) the thing that worked with hi-fi rush is that it was a very weird very different kind of game and it made people curious and then it dropped today. So go try it now, even though it seems really weird and outrageous. Go try it. And I think something from like Double Fine could work really well because they have weird, wacky games. And if they had something that just would be really surprising, that could potentially captivate uh, the audience in the same way. So 
I I would love to see something from them. That would be awesome. But yeah, time will tell. I also get what you're saying about not setting the precedent because then you're kind of <laughs> you're yeah, kind of pigeonholed. Yeah, you're making it. it pretty hard. I mean, on the other hand, though, they have like a hundred thousand studios, so they yeah. should have like a one ready every year. You would think. Right? Yeah, at any point uh, they should be able to just call. Yeah, can you guys release today? Yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> just go for it. Yeah, yeah, or or like they come to Phil, like we have this presentation. Yeah, we're gonna launch in October. No, I have a better idea. Yeah, but then we have to pay everyone three extra months. I got you. I got you. I got you. I, give you the money. I got you. <laughs> uh, no, but Hellblade. Speaking of, like, yeah, a game that uh, is also coming, but that um, that I would love Hellblade to be shadow dropped if we if I could pick one oh, of those. Oh, dude. Because I just don't want to see more of this game. On one end, because I just want to play it at this point, and on the other hand, I think. The more marketing they do, the less excited I get in a way. Um, and the sort of description they have here, they are going to take us behind the scenes at their studio. And I think that that is, I don't, I, we're, we're going to see motion capture and outer evil. I don't know if that is what this game needs at this point. They just need to show maybe a cool, like eight minute uncut gameplay demo or whatever. That would be cool. But like I don't want to. They're like so interested in their own way of making this game, and they have already showed that with that weird trailer at the <laughs> Summer Game Fest last year, with like the the pool and then yeah, that nobody uh, liked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So more of that. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. But yeah, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that it's very cool. Um, I don't know if it should have been in this developer direct, like. Unless they have like a release date at the end. If they don't, then it feels like. I'm yeah, I totally agree. The I loved the original Hellblade. I've been super excited for this one. And it, yet every time they show it, it's just like, okay, like uh, what? Uh, what? Okay. And I just keep waiting for like the hook or I keep waiting for the, the thing that ties it all together. And we just haven't seen it. Like even the, the trailers and stuff that we have gotten, um, either give us no information like that, that one with the reflective pool, or it's just like, so I think, uh, un exciting I guess that it's just not that interesting. Like um, with this trailer that they dropped, they show some combat functioning in the game and it looks identical to the combat in the first game, which was the weak point of the entire thing. Like that it was basically yeah. just uh, kind of slash, slash, dodge, slash, slash, parry, slash, slash, ultimate ability. Like it just wasn't very robust. And so it's a little frustrating to see that seemingly no progress has been made. And maybe there has been progress made, but they've not shown that. And instead they show all of these like self-serving. Um, it's almost like self-congratulatory uh, yeah. stuff where they're like, we are brilliant. I mean, do that <laughs> after the game is out and everyone is given it a 10. Like then yeah. I'm sh then you can be like, yeah, we want to know how. We and then I'm sure more people would be interested and then more people would be like, yeah, you earned this, right? And right now, it feels like we're already in that post-launch period yeah. while they should maybe just launch the game first. It's like they forgot to um, launch it, and they're like, aren't you guys yeah. also impressed? <laughs> oh, we forgot. To oh, man. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's not out yet. What? what? <laughs> Dave, did you not <laughs> release it? 
damn it dave like it really feels like that i agree yeah yeah it's so weird it's, but it, yeah. i hope the game launches I, I, if they shadow drop that one that would be a prime example of a game that i think could really excite oh, people that that would like instantly make people want to check it out that maybe would not have given it a shot otherwise yeah. i think especially like and the benefit i think you either need something with kind of a, a hook something that's really unique and wacky like hi-fi rush where people are curious for that reason or something so visually impressive that they just want to download it and try it to see how good it looks in yeah or, or just something so big that you just did they really just shadow drop this i can't believe it and then you're maybe more inclined to check it out uh, yeah i think that would be uh so so yeah that that, that is interesting uh we will see uh we will that that's why we will be recording our podcast last or uh friday so after this show aired so we can give our impressions uh yeah and talk about some other news of course yep. in the next week's episode so tune in for that leave the spotify reviews and everything else that uh yeah helps us out so that would be great you wanted to uh add one more thing about indiana jones right i also have like one more interesting thing about that but Oh no, Indeed. my my thing that I I was going to bring up that I was like, "Oh, I'll wait for later." Was the question of shadow dropping because I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." You know, I know some yeah, people yeah. are getting ahead of themselves and be like, "They're going to shadow drop Indiana Jones." I would say there is a <laughs> a 0.0001% chance of that ever happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about Disney owning the rights to it and Disney, as we learned with Avatar, there are many, many hoops to jump through. So, I don't expect them to do anything like that. Yeah, and and then of course it has to be like rated, and then it would have leaked already. And I'm yeah. looking up if Hellblade Two has already been rated. I don't think. I uh, receives R, eighteen plus rating one month ago. I mean, maybe that's in Australia. Maybe. Okay, okay, yeah, that's that would be insane, man. That would be insane. That would be crazy. Okay, don't get my hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. This will probably not happen, but we will see. No, uh, I wanted to like talk about the fact that Indian Jones will, of course, be exclusive. Um, and what is interesting about the sort of Disney exclusivity deal, something we learned from Insomniac, is that so they have the Marvel deal. And if the game does not sell six million, uh, both companies can like say, okay, I'm, I'm we're going to cut out of the deal this, this is not working for us mm. and i'm just wondering also with blade from Mar uh, for that that the um uh, dishonor team and devloop team is of course working on how how does that work because you have the i i don't think that blade is gonna sell six million on xbox because no i was stunned when i saw this starfield was number 31 in the uk charge uh of 2023 31 isn't that physical sales only though or is that also i think digital? that's also digital i think that's also digital. i mean it's i there has to be a a, a a like bulleted item in their contract that allows for them to count like um downloads or maybe they have to have six million copies or instances of the game that have more than five hours played or something like that through game pass to track it as well. I can't imagine that they just didn't negotiate that at all. Yeah, They must, because it, it is of course like for game pass, it's like a really, really big get. I mean the, the sort of like um, 
profit that Marvel is getting from the Spider-Man games is really insane. Like, God of War is way more valuable to Sony than Spider-Man because they, oh, yeah. they make all the money. Well, of course, but like you said, I think Spider-Man having that on the box uh, of the, the PlayStation console like as a bundle and uh, yeah, on your console is, of course, also huge. So I do think they factor in some of that stuff and probably for Blade and Indiana Jones as well. But it is interesting to see what yeah what the deal then is like maybe in the month or the day that indiana jones comes out maybe they will do like the early access again so then disney gets a lot from that it, it is interesting um but yeah it does show once again and uh we talked about it before with horizon how when sony put that game on playstation plus extra the sales just went down like nobody was buying the game anymore mm-hmm. uh, and now starfield 31 in the for best selling it was freaking wwe sold more like than starfield in the uk it's crazy yeah. i can't believe it but i mean it's also i i am not really surprised by that at all just because if you can get the game for basically 10 bucks or 15 bucks to download yeah, it i guess why on earth would it's you not, buy it's it? not good though like that game must have cost like hundreds of hundreds of millions and they're just basically giving it away in some sense yeah. i do think like way more people would have played it or bought it because the hype was pretty was pretty much there. There was nothing like pre-launch where people were like. I think um, the one way that they could push it and what they did was was early access, and I think you're going to see that a lot with big Xbox games. So like Indiana Jones, I fully expect them to do the like deluxe version that's a hundred bucks. If you buy it, you get to play it five days early or three days early, whatever. Or you can upgrade from Game Pass for thirty five bucks and play it three days early. That easy 35 bucks for a big title with a lot of hype around it a lot of people will do that and so i think that's the layup and the other way that they do it for a game like starfield uh would have been much more support for modders day one because you can't really mod very heavily on xbox but on steam versions of the game and on pc versions of the game you can mod very very easily um, so a lot of people would be willing to just buy it through Steam if that means the mod support's going to be better. But instead, they could, they just didn't. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I think that was another. Yeah, yeah. Issue. It, it, it is interesting, uh, and it, it just makes me wonder how these uh, deals are. And I think that also brings us to another piece of news, uh, and that is namely that it seems like we're still in this super early we're launching all our games day one on Game Pass period for Microsoft because also, really, if you think about it, last year, maybe the year before with like Halo and Forza, was like the first time where it really mattered. Like before that, they announced it, but then it was like, yeah, but when are you going to bring the games? And they did not. But now they're finally releasing games rapidly. And a tactic seems to be that, yeah, if you own an Xbox PC, or something where you can play Game Pass, um, then you will get those games on the service and early. But now another part of the tactic seems to be, but we will then release those games later on other platforms because we now have like rumblings from a ton of like reliable leakers that Sea of Thieves is coming to Switch and PS5. Um, And also Hi-Fi Rush got raided for Switch and uh, PS4. So I would imagine that it's also coming to PlayStation 5. But yeah, that game is, of course, one year old. Um, and I, I, there are like two 
camps right now of of course people that are or i would say three camps there's like one camp that's like uh the xbox fans that are like yeah what we're 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 getting less exclusives now they're 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 going to other platforms there's no real reason they're saying that there's a reason to get an xbox although again you have to probably pay 40 bucks for hi-fi rush on playstation still the better deal on xbox and you could play it one year early yeah and you have of course the people on PlayStation like nice and i think how i want to pro- approach this is like from a microsoft perspective i think this is really smart to to bring those yeah. games over we talked about this <clears throat> on uh on stream and i we looked at uh some some people on Twitter that were kind of going re over this and were very upset at the prospect of Xbox bringing exclusives to other platforms. Um, but I think those people who are upset about it are are missing the the point of all of this, and they fundamentally misunderstand Xbox's approach to the business right now. Xbox is not trying to play Sony's game. They've made it very clear to investors. We saw this in the the FTC hearing documents and testimony and stuff. They tried playing Sony's game for like two, three console generations and they've lost. Like they just, they're very open about it. They're just like, yep, we, X, uh, Xbox lost the console war as some people might say it. But that doesn't mean that they're down for the count. And instead they're going with a different approach that is very different from what we've seen in the gaming industry before, but that we've seen plenty in other entertainment uh, sectors and then also within Microsoft themselves as a multi-trillion dollar company. Microsoft sells and distributes software. That's what they do. That's what they specialize in. That's where almost all of their money comes from. So what are they going to do with gaming? They're going to be the ultimate software sellers and distributors just like they are with Windows and everything else they do. And so for Game Pass, like, yes, something like Starfield loses probably on paper if you just look at the direct uh, money that it brought in versus how much it cost. I'm sure it lost tons of money, but it builds the portfolio. It brings and shines a light on Game Pass. And their goal is to just get people to the point where they're subscribed to Game Pass and they rely on it for their library of games. And that's going to take a little while, just like it did with Netflix. But now there's a lot of people out there that the idea of canceling their Netflix subscription is insane. They're like, what? How would you, what? Yeah, when the, the password like crack or like, yeah, when they were like, hey, if you like share with people that are not inside your house, <laughs> uh, you can't do that anymore. And then everyone's like, okay, you're going to lose a lot of subscribers, but they actually gained a lot because yeah. people are so... Yeah, because they need uh, it. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like people went lost their minds when Starbucks said that they were going to be raising their prices, and in some cases, it raised the prices of some drinks by like a buck or a buck fifty, like a lot, like a twenty percent increase in cost. And you would think you take any product and you increase the cost by twenty percent, and people would stop buying it. But no, no. And we like we, we also know that, that that Game Pass is kind of flat on console. It really seems that everyone that has an Xbox uh, has either tried it or has made up their mind about Game Pass already. It seems so. They're now looking outside that yeah those people. Uh, and what if you put Sea of Thieves on PlayStation? More people play it, and I don't know if they're gonna do it. But for example, the next 
update releases first on Xbox or Sea of Thieves 2 or whatever the next game from Rare is. Like, maybe then people are like, whoa, I really want to immediately play that. It's like the Sony PC strategy as well. Hey, we're putting Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales on PC. Want to play Spider-Man 2? You got to get an X or a PlayStation. So maybe that's also the idea here. And it just makes sense. Like, I nobody is subscribed. Like, on Xbox or PC, everyone who was interested in Hi-Fi Rush would have either, either like, tried it already or just did not care and will never care. So, yeah, bringing it to PlayStation where and Switch in particular, where... Yeah, there might be like a big audience, I think, makes sense for it. It does get, of course, interested in that. That's, I think, the point that the sort of more people that are on Xbox are making. It's like, yeah, but then when you walk into the store and you see an Xbox and the list of exclusives that you can't get elsewhere just gets lower or like less and less. And that's kind of an issue. But yeah, that's just not the game they're playing. And on Xbox, you still have the benefit of having the Game Pass subscription where yeah. you can just immediately play it instead of having to buy everything a la carte. So, yeah, well, it's, and, uh, yeah. and I think like it, it just, I understand people are upset that they've, they've lived in a world where like, you know, a PlayStation has had all these exclusives for so long and then Microsoft finally gets some and then they're bringing it to other platforms. And I <laughs> yeah. get how that, that could be frustrating. But, PlayStation has started doing the exact same thing, much to the chagrin of PlayStation fanboys as well, where they brought like God of War. Yeah, they yeah, brought Spider-Man. And, uh, they brought all yeah. the last of us. And what have we seen? Like my brother, Jacob, he, he downloaded God of War, played it on PC. He's loving it so much. He's considering just going and buying a PS five so he can play Ragnarok. And that's exactly yeah, the should. point. You should. And you should, because it's really good. <laughs> yeah. But there's an interesting uh, new uh, element to this, by the way, because Helldivers 2 is, of course, I think the first PlayStation Studios game that's launching day and date. Um, and they had, like, this uh, blog post yesterday where they talked about, yeah, the differences between the additions and the sort of, like, cross-play and all that stuff. And there they also said, you want to play multiplayer on PlayStation, you got to have PS Plus. On PC, it's free. And people were not having it. Like, it, it, the, the the comments were really funny where it was like, what, did I just read on a PlayStation website that I'm getting the inferior version on, yeah. my, on my PS5? Kind of sounded like you said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, That's uh, pretty interesting. That is pretty funny. Like, you can tell in the studio, they all talk like that. They're like, oh, just play it on PC. You don't have to pay for the extra thing. We'll yeah. That. But when they're public facing, they have to be like, well, with the PlayStation Network, you get so many amazing benefits. So that's pretty funny. I hadn't heard that. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that, but yeah, that's of course like yeah, something I had not yeah did not think of. But yeah, the PC version is cheaper than on PlayStation, while it is a PlayStation game. That's yeah, kind of insane. I think live service games they're of course incentivized to have as many players as possible because it not just means that more players could possibly spend money on on your game but it also means that the like matchmaking is faster and if anybody's tried to play overwatch to like at any time other than peak hours you'll know that it can be a little tough to find matches short of waiting like five six seven mm -hmm. minutes for matchmaking so um 
having very quick matchmaking is a really good quality of life improvement and that comes with just having more players as well um yeah in the community of course like having a, a healthy reddit or like youtubers making content about it that people actually watch it's like a win-win for everyone so yeah it make it makes sense yeah um i i wanted to quickly do another thing because i told you also that i have like a because it's like a night when or like night it's like 7 p.m almost when we recorded here i have like an hbo true detective event i think the series is coming out this week the mm. first episode so there's like a close by uh near my house there's like a yeah cool get together where we can watch the first episode are you wearing a tuxedo uh no <laughs> <laughs> i maybe i should i don't know i was once I, I was going to the succession event last year and there i was stopped to be on the like the red carpet and i was like what the heck is this it was the first like i don't feel like a someone that is on the red carpet and yeah, yeah oh well speaking of the red carpet uh well do you have to go is that what you're is that no no, no, no. Okay. I, I wanted to like quickly do another uh the final topic uh, that i wanted to uh, bring up okay yeah. i'll just be really really quick with this one because yeah, sure, so sure. many people sent me this um so uh the golden globes happened right and one of the biggest oh, shows yeah. that was nominated neil Druckmann. neil Druckmann. uh one of the biggest shows that was nominated was the last of us on hbo won i uh, did it win awards i think it i think it didn't win any because succession took everything um yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know it's still a, a the fact it was nominated was great but there was this video that went viral of neil Druckmann standing yeah, yeah. on the red carpet and <laughs> It's so delightfully awkward because there's no camera flashes. There's no sound or anything. I don't know for a fact. I haven't looked up if, if like they didn't allow camera flashes for other celebrities. No, 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 no. It, It's actually funny because I watched, uh, I was like following um, the, the Golden Globes as well. And then I saw like Taylor Swift and um, uh, some other people that actually won the globe and they were like, we can't see it. We can't see it. And then uh, he had to like show it and, there were like a lot of celebrities that I already saw before I saw the video of Neil Druckmann. So then it was extra clear that nobody cared. Nobody cared. Oh, Which man. is really sad. It is really painfully awkward. And like a lot, the reason it went viral is because people saw it and they were like, uh, like the top comments were people like, um, yeah, they noticed you, bro. Keep it pushing. Um, he thinks he rolls with these people, finds out the hard way. He does not. I, I think for a lot of people, this just personified exactly the problem with like the push from Jeff Keighley and other types to get video games recognized by Hollywood when Hollywood does not care. Like Hollywood doesn't give a crap who the game designers yeah. are. They really don't give a crap. They just are there to make their stuff and pat themselves on the back, give themselves awards at these shows, and that's it. Um, the other really funny thing was like somebody watched the Golden Globes and they're like, what the hell is this? Where where are the world first? Where's the <laughs> announcements world premiere? Where's Kojima and Jordan B? Like, that's <laughs> pretty funny. It's also crazy that it seems like there are like 10 of these shows for like award shows for TV and uh, all that stuff. So I'm kind of happy that we only have one. And of course, every outlet gives them, but they don't like make a big hullabaloo about it. Yeah. I mean, we have multiple, but... The game awards like the big thing, and now you have the Golden Globes, you have the Emmys next week, and etc. etc. Yeah, yeah. I think if people, if gamers cared more about, like, for Hollywood, the weird thing is that it's for so long people just like to watch celebrities get, yeah, like, give themselves awards. And in the gaming space, I don't think it's like that. Gamers are not that into watching 
gamer like designers pat themselves on the back that much like they just don't like make a good game no. and i'll play it like <laughs> there's very few celebrity way game less developers. From, from, yeah yeah and yeah i mean we know troy baker but still it's it doesn't get the same because he doesn't look like joel in the game so it's not it's yeah. not pedro pascal that i mean some people really think that i i saw this like video once where it was like one actor he was like walking on in the park and was like hey, didn't you break your arm and that, that happened in the show so people are like delusional i think that stuff that yeah. happens in the show actually impacts the actor in real life they just mix but, reality yeah. and oh yeah. man yeah it's awkward but anyway okay. that was the, the yeah. red carpet thing that went viral yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's crazy yeah that was quite funny uh, neil go back to making games we need you we need you we, we don't want another remaster from naughty dog yeah another another remaster <laughs> and then another uh I don't know, maybe a spinoff. Yeah. Apparently, they're working on something. Who knows when we'll I see. I wanted to uh, get your take on this because yeah. Warner teased more Harry Potter games. Yes. Uh, I thought it, this was interesting. So they, of course, have the Quidditch Champions plant, which is like a PvP Quidditch game. Seems like a home run to do that. So uh, they're doing that. There was leaked gameplay of it already. They've been doing alpha beta tests. It's maybe coming this year. I don't know. But they also said that they have a series of other things that are currently unannounced and will let the fans be part of this world and stories and characters in deeper and deeper ways. Ooh. Mm. And this, of course, paired with the fact that they are really like focused on live service games. Hogwarts Legacy sold 22 million copies since release. 2 million in December alone for a game that has all yeah was was released almost a year ago which is crazy um but still they they are not taking that as like a maybe we should do more single player games they're like yeah but we want all the money and we want people to continuously uh yeah play it and um yeah i had like another quote here as well when you ask what our goal uh, goals are, it's really that ma macro goal of making sure that we get as much engagement with the fans as possible using countless and, uh, or using content and releases up. Yeah, using content and releases and updates and live services. Yeah, and it's. I think it makes sense. Hogwarts, like Harry Potter as a franchise, like. It's it's tough to quantify just how huge it is. Like it's up there certainly with Star Wars. It's up there with I mean Star Wars is probably the most directly comparable one at this point. Like the thing I always use as an example, what other franchises can you think of where like people make it a part of their personality? Like you look on their social media profiles and they're like, "Hi, I'm Luke. I'm 26 years old i'm a father and i'm a ravenclaw like people do it all the time yeah and lucas is saying like lord of the rings but that that was pre that was during that time but now harry potter is like way yeah. bigger still it's it's yeah. the crazy thing of harry potter is that it seems to live like it seems to just maintain um part of it i think is the theme parks they help a lot part of it is that all of the people that grew up watching Harry Potter are now showing it to their kids and it's creating another generation and, of fans. So it just And like, I think it's also less geeky. I think it's like way more also like way more female fans are are uh interested in that, I think, than uh, Lord of the Rings and uh or is it like maybe a I, I would say that's probably fair. I don't I mean I know lots of guys that are really into Lord of the Rings, but the moment you bring up discussions about it 
people tend to be like, okay, dude. Like, whereas Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, 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 that, yeah, Harry Potter is like, and I think also the sort of premise that there is this magical world in the real world. Like it's way more like touchable. I think like it's way more, maybe it's really out there, you know? And Lord of the Rings like, yeah, no, sure. It's, it's like full on fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's just a massive franchise. And for whatever reason that is, who knows all of the macro societal things that made Harry Potter so big, but it's still huge. And the the whole thing with Hogwarts Legacy demonstrated it once again. And um, I think it, it showed that a lot of it still has to be tied into Hogwarts ex- itself. Um, I think the recent trilogy of films was not great. And I think fans were largely kind of disappointed by it. Um, but now you're seeing Warner Brothers be like, okay, we have this IP. Let's figure out how the hell we're going to capitalize on this and what we're going to do. And that's going to take the form of a lot of different things. There's rumors about, yeah. of course, an MMO. There's rumors about a horror game in this universe, whatever that mm. looks like. Um, that would be cool. Could champions. There was uh, leaks potentially over a lego harry potter game i'm I'm just like scared because they tried the mobile or like the the mmo harry potter thing on mobile a couple of times already and that was like uh, horrible like with the amount of microtransactions and stuff and warner is known also with mortal kombat 1 that's like the most recent example that they will go crazy in terms of microtransactions yeah um so i'm just scared for what this means and that's why i think that we will maybe look back in five years and think Hogwarts Legacy was nice, right? Yeah. They did not ask for extra. Back money. in the day, yeah. I well, although it, I would, yeah, I would love like an Assassin's Creed model for Hawk, for Harry Potter. So still single player, but add content that way. That would be. I think, yeah, I, it's. I think it was why it was so surprising that Hogwarts Legacy didn't have any aggressive monetization at all, like not even DLC packs yeah. and stuff, and. While I will die on the hill of saying that that collector's edition was laughably terrible, uh, <laughs> I I do think that the value proposition, especially once you played the game and you saw how much content was in it, was more than fair, I think. Um, I mean, you said it, price. I think, as well, and I had that as well, when you saw the room of requirement for the first time and sort of the timer, I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need to wait five minutes or you can buy the Harry Potter token to instantly get your potion. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily it was just like a yeah the Ubisoft five bucks to have the time that you have <laughs> yeah. to wait and stuff yeah it was it was surprising that they seemingly were left alone to just make the best game they could and yeah. I'm not sure if that's because they changed their philosophy after Shadow of War or if it was just because they didn't expect it to be that big of a game so yeah. they're like yeah sure whatever just make a game if we sell a million yeah, copies great yeah, there's also a new team to Warner, like they this Disney Infinity before this, like um, yeah. But the everything was everything was right for this game. It's the the only the only thing that was working against it was the J.K. Rowling thing. But that that's nothing that they could have, like that that was not part of what they did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that that also, I mean, it, there was a real concerted effort to get the game canceled and then to also cancel people who were playing the game. I had people coming into my chat, just typing in like the N word in full into the chat. If I had the chat shared on screen to try and get my channels banned, I was like, if oh, you guys wow. are in the right, I don't want to be right. Like if the, if you guys are the good guys, this <laughs> yeah. is pretty toxic, you know, yeah. like it was crazy levels of just insanity. 
And I think that that, uh, you know, of course, didn't reflect. There were some people that just in in good faith were just honestly like, I'm just not comfortable yeah, supporting yeah. it. And that's totally fair, totally legitimate. My point was that you shouldn't try to ruin people's livelihoods because they disagree with you or because they just want to play a video game in a franchise they've known since they were kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's right. Um, um, but yeah, I wanted to like throw out the deeper like part of this world and stories and characters in deeper and deeper ways and then i just think of like more hours more engagements yeah like this doesn't sound to me like a an expansion that you can finish in 10 hours like well that does not sound like a deeper way i I mean Uh, i agree i think they're looking for all different ways of trying to to appeal to different groups of people there's been things i forget we read it recently there was one guy who was saying that the strategy maybe somebody within ea but basically they were saying that they needed to come at um the ip from all different angles because some people only entered the city of that ip from certain avenues and they wouldn't access it from others so you need to have the ip and then provide a way into the ip through live service mobile games through single player games, through films this way, maybe through a TV show this way. And there's just constantly different ways of interacting with that IP, depending on who you are, you know, no matter who you are, there's some way of, of getting your fix. And I think that that's what they're going to do with Harry Potter. There's going to be a ton of stuff for it. Um, Some of it good, some of it absolute garbage, but you already see that. Like just look up on the app store, type in Harry Potter and see the 15 mobile games. like it's yeah, crazy. yeah. It, it, and we've always said i mean the movie games before this as well like they were cash grabs and we all said like we want an harry potter open world game where we can explore hogwarts and when you make that people show up like i think an avatar the lost airbender game like hogwarts would blow up like that would be insane but for some reason they just give these developers one year and the likeness of these characters and go make a stupid game that we will probably sell hopefully 1 million and then get a nice profit and hurt the franchise even more. Yeah. Uh, while, while it seems so easy, I think to, uh, it's crazy uh, how just like one person, because usually at these huge corporations, there's one guy who's the head of like the interactive entertainment division. And his job is to green light games and projects and decide what gets made and what doesn't while hitting profitability targets. And that one person is the difference between getting like Hogwarts Legacy and those really cheap, easy movie spinoff games. It's the difference between getting a really comprehensive, intelligently designed, uh, massive game in the Lord of the Rings franchise, like Shadow of Mordor, and getting something that is like a solid game, but filled with microtransactions like Shadow of War. And so you just never really know. if Hogwarts Legacy was an accident or if it reflects a new approach, a new um, way of doing things. We're not seeing it with Suicide Squad, though. Yeah, I think the difference with that is that Suicide Squad is built from the ground up to be uh, a live service game and Hogwarts Legacy was not. No, no, no. What I think will be really telling is going to be the Wonder Woman game, which they're saying is not built to be a live no, service that game. That seems to be the same model as Hogwarts Legacy, I think. I I mean, I I would be shocked. I don't think they've said it yet, but maybe there won't be microtransactions in that game. It really seems like they're. Uh, yeah, I do think that it, that I think that what happened was that they had this live service plan, um, and then 
they or like this yeah microtransaction life service plan shadow of war happens gotham knights was already in the work suicide squads and then they were like okay still make it like a, a game that we can release of course gotham knights we saw that it's it had like a raid post launch they probably had way bigger plans than what they uh, what the game that we got which was like way more traditional and i think uh, you're right like there were remnants yeah. in in gotham knights where it really felt like all of those cosmetics and and skins and stuff in the game because there was just an ocean by the time you finished it and then yeah, also yeah. all of the crafting materials it really felt like at one point it was built around like loot boxes or something yeah um and i did just pull it up Warner Brothers denies that Wonder Woman will be a service game after job listing yeah. because there was a job listing. Um, let's see. Um, that brought this into question for some people because they asked for somebody to have experience in quote, helping maintain a live software product or game. So people are like, Oh my God, it's a live service game. And then Warner Brothers responded to IGN saying, quote, Wonder Woman is a single player action adventure game set in a dynamic open world. This third person experience will allow players to become Diana of, I don't remember how to pronounce it and introduce an original story set in the DC universe while also featuring the nemesis system. Wonder yeah. Woman is not being designed as a live service. And this is a very different approach to what they've done with Suicide Squad, where they just try not to yep. talk about it. Here they're like... Maybe Rocksteady was like, we can do it. Maybe they had the Crystal Dynamics, the the, the Bioware fever, where they were like, we can suddenly make a game like this. Let's yeah, maybe. It. I think Bioware was the one coming to EA as well, because Destiny was the hot new thing, and be yeah, other people wanted to try that as well yeah uh, one last thing about the suicide squad that ign preview man yeah <laughs> there was uh something uh, i have many thoughts about that maybe we'll save that for later but uh i mean we can get into it real quick because i also made a little video reacting to uh destin's um yeah article off ign and uh he reached out afterwards. He, I think he had a one oh. hell of a day yesterday. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah. He put that sure. out. I thought it was really well written, really well put together. And um, I think a lot of people intentionally were misunderstanding his points and frustrations because we've been to preview events. I, and I've been. I, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, 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 have, I have kind of a different take on it, though. OK. OK. I'm, I'm interested not, to hear that. I just think just to get it out of the way in case yeah. people didn't see that video I did covering it. He went through like a lot of the frustrations. A lot of them were based in how the event was arranged because it's a live service game and they were basically given like an hour to go through a tutorial section, which my understanding is probably the same thing. People who played the alpha got to try um, just learning kind of the ropes of the characters. And then they went and did a section or a couple of missions in chapter three, I believe they said, where they actually got to use like a higher level version of the character. Um, but yeah. it wasn't enough to really get like sink your teeth into and to figure out really how the game worked, which is a problem with how they designed the the event that they didn't give people a chance to really get a taste for how the yeah, live but service game worked. I, I feel that his his like I've I've two my I'm like I've like two things about that. Like for one, he never mentioned that in the video. He said it afterwards. It was and in the two, article. I'm not sure. Like the video, I think okay. they've they've altered and they adjusted it because that. Yeah, was I mean, yeah, it's mostly it. sometimes the same text, but like slightly different then. But I do think that with that in mind, I do think that how harsh he was was kind of unfair. I think because if you know that 
uh, the game, um, yeah, th that you're in this weird thing and that you're you're constantly saying, okay, maybe we got to play like wrong parts. I don't know if like it really for me the preview and I totally thought some points were valid, but I overall thought that it was really like an an internet commenter, and this kind of sounds harsh, but like giving his take on what we thought Suicide Scott was going to be. Um, I, yeah, I, I kind of missed the sort of, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought like some things like, okay, the Flash boss fight, he had like great points with like the icon that he could not see. That was great. Um, but there were like, uh, this is the boss from Fortnite. Like, why do you have to say that? And like, there were just small things like kind of kicking the game when it when it's down for me i mean i would say um, kicking the game when it's down that verbiage to me sounds like there's an obligation to be less hard on it when it's not at its best which is not the job of a journalist like it's not no, the, no, no. the journalist's fault that they did a bad job of showcasing their game like that's their fault like if if i go to a no, preview no. event and it it like is framed in a weird way or they show some sections of the game that don't put it in the best light that's their fault all, all I can do is report on what I saw, which was lackluster. Yeah, but I thought the sort of like um, he all—it it seemed like he already made a conclusion based on that part. Of course, he said like, "I hope the full game." My, but um, yeah, he was like pretty harsh on it, and then coming out saying, "Yeah, but it maybe was the preview event," and then I'm like, "Okay, but maybe then you should be like the parts that I played, not not so great." Like, I just never. I thought I thought some things were just a little too much, uh, like, yeah, too too. I mean, I, rough. I can I can get that if the tone didn't strike well. I I can understand that. Um, I read the full article. I I didn't go through the video that's cut from the article. I just read the full article, and <clears throat> that I thought struck a, a fair balance in my opinion based on what was described. Um, because if you play like a mission and you're tasked with going and I think what he said was saving people from a bus that's like floating through the sky that looks straight out of Fortnite, like the bus that you deploy out of in Fortnite. Yeah. I think that's a fair comparison to bring. I don't think that that's like poisoning the well, um, especially with Fortnite being one of the most successful live service games of all time being compared to it. Maybe is not that bad of a thing. Um, as for other stuff, like, like a life service game from Rocksteady was not on my Christmas wish list. Like that was one of his lines. And I was like, okay, but you, like, I just felt like we, I, I would have been way more interested in, okay. And he totally had some very good points regarding the gameplay, but he also said many things that we've also been saying without being, having played the game. And I would have been way more interested in, okay, but what are they actually trying here? And not what, we want but that this game is clearly not so i was i was just hoping yeah. a bit more of that no I, I can see that i think his approach was to come at it from the perspective of somebody who's a fan of rocksteady that loves their stuff and is now being offered the opportunity to play their live service game that they've been spending nine years working on or you know they've not done anything in nine years um and so he exhibited some of the frustrations that many of us have felt. Like I felt that I'm like, yeah, I'm a fan of Rocksteady. I didn't want this game. I'll try it. I hope it's great. I hope it amazes me. And it's my new favorite live service game of all time. But yeah, I'm coming at it from the very start of being like, I didn't ask for this. 
And I think a lot of their core fans didn't ask for this. And that's why their marketing um, has been kind of confused because on the one hand, it's a live service looter shooter. But on the other hand, they're trying to center it all around this narrative and that it's core to the rock steady DNA that's inside this game, that's a narrative game. And so the audience is left like, okay, well, like, but which experiences am I really going to get to to focus on? And there just hasn't really been a lot. They showcase all the looter shooter stuff, but they don't show yeah. or give anybody the chance to see late game um, builds yeah, or, the narrative, or the narrative. Or the narrative in any significant way. Really, a lot of stuff there. It's that, that. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not like defending the game. I just think that. Um, if you know that maybe this preview event was not the perfect way to show it, and it's totally on Warner Bros. Like, they spend a ton of money to fly everyone out to have this event. Like, they should sell the game, and we talked about it last week as well. I thought it was a great discussion with looking at the re the, the YouTubers that put out a, a video. All, all of them are relatively small, and, like, they are only playing looter shooter games yeah um instead of like trying to convince people like us that are kind of skeptical on it um so i thought like it's totally on them i just thought that looking at the other previews first is the one from ign it felt like the ign was a little maybe too emotional or something like to too um yeah, just well. To be fair, I, they yeah. there was only one major outlet that had a positive impression of the game. Like everybody yeah, else, came yeah. off and was like, eh. "Yeah, yeah." But I felt that they were still like, kind of like, "Okay, but we've only seen this vertical slice." And and to be maybe fair, there's more. To be more fair, to that's it. exactly what IGN, what Video Game Chronicle, what all those guys said. It sounds like IGN's editors just cut that little addendum out of the video i'd encourage you to go read the the full article because I, okay. I feel like you know hearing your description of it doesn't reflect what i took from his time but i think it's because i read the full article that had like all of that extra stuff that probably was cut out of the video um okay which maybe made it seem much more aggressive than he was yeah, yeah, um yeah. in my opinion uh, but either I mean, way yeah I, I was also looking at the gameplay like i think the ui thing and that's kind of like i'm also like I was kind of surprised by it. the the rage over the UI, honestly. Yeah, and it's also with the UI, it's always like just when like an activity is finished or when like a like they of course pick the worst parts and then they go on Reddit, oh this or on Twitter, and then oh this looks horrible. But I'm sure that like there were like damage calculators. Nick, I'm sure you can turn that off. And I don't want to like uh, defend the game because I do think that this is not good having previews out when this should be your moment to recapture everyone they had a full year to because what what changed in this year mm. what 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 did they do um so this is not a good look I, I think the game will have issues and we're gonna have big post-launch plans it will probably die out in a few months like I, i'm sure that sadly that will happen but i just thought that yeah some like it's just that always that hating on a game that is easy to hate on that i'm like ah. I don't know. Maybe we should just not do that. No, I, I agree. I think positivity is, is always ideal, but I think it's also important to just call it like you see it. And if that yeah, paints yeah, yeah. the game in a negative light, that's unfortunate. But that's why my stance on all this is like, I, I understand people feel like all of these uh, outlets might have been a little aggressive or dismissive towards the game. Um, 
because it is frankly pretty rare to have an over overwhelmingly negative response or at the very least uh, just placid response to a preview event normally preview events they take the best possible slice of the game and put it on a nice silver platter and the audience is like wow that was actually pretty good and when we get the final game it's a little bit worse than that but that's generally what it's like but this case in this case pretty much everybody who went was like i don't know (laughs) it just wasn't wasn't very good and that's if that's the best they had to show for the game that's extremely oh, concerning. Yeah. Um, but I do agree. Maybe I mean, Gotham Knights will be the better game. Who would have thought? Can you imagine? Who would have thought? That'd be so funny. Uh, for people that maybe didn't see it, just so you can see it, um, these are the screen. I probably like, do have UI, to go so. now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're showing the UI now. Yeah. 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 It's, it, I agree. It doesn't look great. It, it's really bad. But it's I always totally clipped right at the moment, like you said, that they're yeah, completing yeah. some objective or something. Yeah. And so, so then it's like more. But uh, I get it. But we will see. We we'll will see. talk about it more in the coming weeks. Well, Joel Raptor, uh, should we do a co-stream where we play it together when it launches? Oh my god! Should we do that? Yeah, that'd be that funny. would be funny. I will. Be, I will carry you. I will carry you. <laughs> yeah, I suck so bad. Okay, uh, we'll have a fun time on the red carpet. Yes, thank um, you. Thank send you. us thank the pictures. Everyone. Yes, yes. Stay safe. Much love. Yes. Thanks Goodbye, for joining. Everyone.